This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, this is Monique. And this is Sydney. And you're tuned into Monique and Sydney's Open, Open Relationship. Relationship. It's going to be the type of conversations that normally we're afraid to have out loud. Is it okay to be gay? Friends. How many of us have them? Mother and daughters. Is it always all bad? The mind's like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. <laughs> That's what's up. Hey, my loves, and welcome to another episode of Monique and Sydney's Open Relationship. I am Monique. And I am Sydney. Oh, and today we get ready to have one old conversation. We can really do it, Daddy. We're going to have one conversation about it. What's the topic of the show? You're going to do me like that? Tell him, Robin. You sitting right there, love. Go ahead, tell him. Are you mad at others about things that you could do for yourself or you could have done for yourself? You got it. Are you mad at others about things you could have done for yourself? Okay, so we came up with this topic because we was in the car having a conversation. Yeah. And um, a young lady's situation came up, right? And pretty much has a nasty disposition with a lot of people in the family based off of what she doesn't think she's receiving, but not trying to do anything for herself. Did I hit that? And that is. And that is. Like, really, are you that person that gets really pissed off at people because you expect them to do for you, but you're not taking out the time to do it for yourself? Right. Like, are you mad at somebody because they didn't pay your phone bill? For as, a, for as an example, because in, in speaking about this young lady, just, just speak to address some of the dynamics. <laughs> Let's get it. Let's get it. Just to give folks an understanding and an outline, if you will, of the type of ridiculous shit yes, but that transpires in the universe. So um, just uh, let's... Let's say um, there's a mother with a child who needs things for their child but does not go to get those things for her child and will uh, ask someone else or mention to someone else these needs and be messed up or mad because those needs are not being met by someone else. Do I need to be okay. more specific now, than that? No, we're going to help you yeah. out because yeah. we know you're trying to be... Politically But we call the shits in. Call the shit in. in essence, that was proper talk. She was trying to say, what if a young lady had a child? Yes. With a young man. Come on. And initially, she's allowed to stay with grandma. Uh Uh-huh. And grandma going to let you stay because she going to hold you down when your parents ain't going to hold you down. Because she ain't hold your parents down, and this is her way of giving <laughs> okay, back. Okay. That's okay? what grandparents do. That's what grandparents <laughs> yes. do. Yes. They make up for what they didn't do as parents through the grandchild. They make up through the fuck up right. as parents. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. So 
Now grandma trying to do her duties and show love to the grandbaby by saying, listen, I'm going to give you a spot to stay. But check this out now. Your friend, your boyfriend, because y'all young still, my house ain't the type of house Come on. where y'all just going to be laid up together like y'all family or something. Laid up. Okay, you can't be laid up like you're no. a family. What he got to do, y'all can hang out and he can come over. But when the lights go out, so does he. Okay? <laughs> right. When the lights go out in the house, so must he leave out the house. Come on. Okay? Now, when the grandma gives this and then finds him sleeping overnight, okay, mm-hmm. that's the strike one. Because now she's looking at the grandbaby like, listen, <laughs> okay, I tried to tell you that he can't stay Overnight, he can't when the stay. lights go out, he needs to go out. Good evening. But you letting him stay. Come on. Now I come down here, all right, and he, y'all fighting on one another. Boom, boom. Bam, boom. With the fist. Fist fighting. Come on. Now, listen, I understand that you telling me, man, that my granddaughter was fighting on you first. But the way I see it is, y'all fighting on one another mm-hmm. in my house, so I'm going to have to ask you to go. So times have changed because when we was young, and if that was to happen and the grandmama come down the steps, you're going to say something along the lines just real wild. You're going to say something real off the wall like, yes, ma'am. Okay? <laughs> right. And then you're going to walk away. This cat replies, fuck you, Mm-mm. and the horse you rode in on, and then why don't I just... Put something through your window. That's what he did. Just to show you that I'm real with mine. Because you you got me fucked up. <laughs> and the thinking that just because I'm down here smashing your granddaughter and we hanging out, that I'm going to show you respect? Come on. Come on now. So then you have that. Then when the grandmama approached the young lady and says, hey, listen, he cussing me. Y'all fighting on each other. Oh, we're spending the night, and I'm trying to take care of you and the baby. Listen, I can't have this because I've seen things like this go too far, and people end up getting hurt, and your grandmama too old for this shit. Come on. She's sounding like Danny Gullivan, <laughs> Lethal Weapon, one, two, three, and four. I'm too old for this shit. And she right. She deserved peace. Right. So she said, you got to go. But then when we was coming up, and you realized that your time was coming to end, your grandma and kicked you out, then you would say something off the wall like, I'm sorry. Yes, ma'am. Right. I apologize. But she said something kind of like, what? Fuck that and you and the horse you rode on too. <laughs> and that's what it is. Come on. And then you start going through other family members with that same type of situation, only to end up back at grandmama couch and say, can I stay here for the night? Then when she tell you no, because you still with that crazy boy, that just got arrested for some petty theft, and he got a bunch of petty arrests that's going to lead to something serious one day. I don't want to be around when it happened. And now you mad at Grandmama and everybody that won't do shit for you, but you ain't never thought about what you need to do for yourself. So that's what we talking about today as a little scenario. And if you listening, are you that person? Are you? Are you that person right now that's mad as shit? At the family members because you couldn't get what you wanted to get during the holiday season. Because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Are you that person right now that's mad as shit at your supervisor at work because you didn't get the promotion? Well, your ass wasn't putting in the extra work to get the promotion, but now you mad at somebody else. See, I know folks like that. Mm. I know folks like that that mad as shit 
because you won't be responsible for their fuck-ups. And now they, well, I, you know what, you didn't change. I ain't got nothing to say to you. You're right, I have changed and don't say shit to me because that's your fuck-up. So are you that person walking around with your ass on your back saying, I don't have nothing to say to my mother? And they say, well, why not? Because she's not letting me and my kids come stay there. And they say, well, why not? Because she's telling me I got to stand on my own. Well, is she lying? Is she lying? Now, things happen. Things can happen where emergencies come up. And you say, you know what? Everybody needs a little helping hand sometimes. But are you that person that say, I got to go stay with mama because I just wasn't responsible enough to make sure my rent was paid? And then is mama responsible for that? So that's what we're talking about today. Are you walking around mad at folks for not doing for you what you can do for yourself? Oh, I got one better. Check it. Are you out spending all your money on everything else but your rent and your utilities? And then for the third month in a row, you got an eviction notice because you didn't pay your rent. And Come on. And putting you out now. You're going to ask somebody else, can you pay my rent? And they've paid your rent. Several times before, but they see you with your brand new spanking shoes and your hair done and your nails done and your kids looking fly, too. They don't want to pay your rent. And Pramila Moss is saying, you totally talking about our family. Listen, we totally <laughs> talking about everybody <laughs> damn family because you know there's somebody in your yes. family that you call them on Wednesday just to see how they doing. And they say, I took off from work. Then on Thursday... <laughs> You call, and they say, I took off work, too. Come Friday, they asking you, can they borrow some money because that check is short? And you looking at them with, like, how come you get the vacation time off, but you going to try to make my check short because you didn't do what you were supposed to do? How? And you've done it for them before, mm-hmm. but now you say no. And what did Beyonce say? It's like I never said yes. Or better yet, being at the club. Come on. Buying drinks for everybody. Spill, 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 spill. But don't have gas in your car. Better yet. Shit, I can top that. (laughs) Going out the country. Inviting another bitch. But you ain't got money to get this bitch to the airport. Wow. Or to get this you bitch back home. Bring that. I got to do it. Wow. I got to do it. Because then That's real. you looking at me like you mad as shit at me. And I'm looking at you like I'm gonna miss this goddamn flight. Cause you trying to grandstand for a bitch. But you can't understand why I got an attitude. I got one better. I got I got I got one better. Because I think that too, those things rip families apart. Mm-hmm. Those situations can rip a family apart when you feel like you're mad at me because I'm simply not being responsible repeatedly for you. Uh, again, everybody need a helping hand sometimes. Everybody. But, baby, goddamn, I got some family members. And let me tell you something. From 1998 to 2016, shit still ain't got good. Wow. Okay. okay. <laughs> and, and, and friends and people that you know. And are really not considering the fact of where do I come into play with making my life fantastic? Like, they looking at you like you supposed to save them, but they chose not to do for themselves. And you say, as you look at them, like when a dog hears a whistle and he's like, what the, what is he doing? You looking at them like, what are you doing? Like, how do you not get that I'm not responsible for you? And how do you not say, because you got those folks out here, we got to add a man, those folks that when you say no, then they like, hey, dog, listen, 
I completely get it because I want to thank you for all you did before. But if you can't do that right now, you know how we go. Come on. We, we good. See, those are the folks that make you say, I know I'm not crazy. I know I'm not crazy. So that when you run into your homie that you done bailed out a million times, they ain't never asked them for nothing. But you like, no, you know. I can't do that right now. I got things I need to do. I got a family myself. We're not kids no more. Where it's just like we're going to run, hit the club, and all our <laughs> money is our money. We can't do that no more. Yeah, I know, but I went out last week and I blew all this. Yeah, well, listen. Come on. You should have thought about your family last week like I'm thinking about my family right now when I tell your ass, nah. Get on. Get on. We're talking about it today, y'all. Are you mad at folks for not doing for you, for what you could have and should be doing for yourself? Okay, I got a call one day. Sydney and I were in Miami, and this was some years ago. And I get a call, and they're asking me, would it be okay if they moved in with some family members? So I said, well... That's not my call. That's, that's their home. I can't make that call. So they said, okay, well, if you talk to the person, and I'm trying to be politically correct, okay? Mm-hmm. If you talk to the person and they say it's okay, would it be okay? I don't do good with this. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to do what she doing. You do what you do. I don't do good with this shit. So one time me and Sid in Miami, right, and we had an uh, event, and my sister calls me up. And she says, hey, I want to know if me and the girls can move in with mommy and daddy. So, And the reason why she asked that question is because we had purchased uh, my parents a home. But <laughs> that's their home. So I said, that's not my call, sis. You know, you got to check with mommy and daddy. Well, if they say yes, can we move in? So I said, okay, cool. Get on the phone with my parents. They said it was cool. So I get back on the phone with her and I said, okay, check this out. No, at the time we hadn't purchased the home, we were just paying their rent. I said, check this out. I'm going to need you to take a portion of the rent. If you can do about $300. Now, you got two children, and you're an adult your goddamn self. And your children ain't toddlers. Like, they eat. They eat, okay? They, they, they big children. So I said, okay, take $300 of the rent. Do you know what my sister said to me with a nasty attitude? How is that going to help me out? I mean, if you ain't going to just let me move in, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm asking you for help right now. Well, but that is help because where could you move and pay $300 a month for rent? And when I say these type of things rip families apart because even to this day, I think my sister has a feeling of why didn't you get me out of my situations repeatedly? And you can walk around with a feeling of guilt feeling like I always have to be the savior. I've always got to make sure it's okay. And when I tell y'all that maybe walking around with that feeling, it's okay to say no and be comfortable in it when you know you've done your part. Especially when you have to put yourself in a situation where you're saying, I'm disinterested in asking somebody to save me because there's no one to save me. I've got to save myself. And you can't save yourself if you keep trying to save everybody else. Mm-hmm. So there's a there's a balance. And Um, At four, it said, Jay, and I missed the rest, asked the question, how do you know who to help? It's like that's a question that only you can answer based upon what it is your relationship is and how y'all 
deal with one another. Because if you have a person who they don't ever ask for anything, they they always been there, and here they come, they need something, it's a thrill to be able to say, yo, you know I'm right there, I got you, what you need? However, you got those cats that back in the day, they used to say, you humming and bumming, and I hate to see your ass coming, nigga. <laughs> what is going on? You see what I'm saying? Those cats where you got to tell, because if they're really your friends, your friends are not going to keep hit you up like you don't, like they don't know they keep hitting you up. Right. There's a level of balance that a person has to have and at least acknowledge the fact that, yo, look, I know I still owe you $50. Right. But, yo, I need to get this $150 because they got these brand new Jordans coming out and I only got 50 towards wow. that $150. Can I get that? And that's when you look at them and you say, no, I'm not going to give you 150 because you only got 50 towards a pair of Jordans and you owe me 50. Right. But how do you even form your mouth? And you 48. You 48 <laughs> trying to get Jordans, okay, and ain't got the money to get them. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I, I have a, a remedy, you know, because I would um, give more than I had to everybody, and I would be without giving to everybody else. You know what I mean? Like, I would make myself suffer to help somebody else, and I just got to the point where, I had to stop feeling guilty or allowing myself to feel guilty because I was saying no. So I help anybody that I want to help or anybody that I can help, but as much as I can help. You know what I mean? If I can, if I can pay your rent, I'm going to pay your rent. But if I can't pay your rent, this is the best I can do for you. I'm going to always give you whatever my best is. And I don't go into it with a thought of a return. Right. Mm -hmm. This is what I have. This is what I have to give. This is the best I can do for you at this time. Or if you um, don't have anything to eat, um, we can go to the market and I can buy your groceries. Mm -hmm. But I can't say, okay, well, I'm going to give you $200 to go to the market. And then I come over and your refrigerator is empty. Well, you what said you that you needed food. Right. So what I can do is take you to the store and we can buy your groceries. And if that's not good enough, then... Okay, well, that's, that's, that's all I can do for you. I can't take you to, I can't give you the money, but I can take you to the store. See, you know? I, think, I think for me right now, that's even gotten limited because you, you get to a place where you say, am I crippling this person or am I really helping this person? And the ones that, before Sydney and I got together, the, the, the ones that never came to me to ask for shit, nothing, but you saw them putting it in, getting it done. It was a privilege to say, listen, what you need. But then you have those ones that every six months there was a crisis. Mm -hmm. There was something wrong. There was something wrong. So you got to a point where you said, I can no longer take you to the market. Because every six months, what are you doing to put yourself in this position? I'm actually hurting you now. And remember when we're talking in the car and you say, when does that behavior start? Mm -hmm. Like, when does that entitled behavior even start? And I know for us, with my sister, that started when we were little girls. And I don't know, for whatever reason, it was just like my parents came to her defense in a different kind of way. Mm -hmm. So you would watch them 
defend her in her wrong. Mm-hmm. So now in her 50s, and, and my father just went on to his next journey not too long ago, but in her 50s, you now see the struggle because life, life's not going to defend you when you're wrong. It's just life. So you say, well, when do those behaviors start? Mm-hmm. And how do we catch them then before mm-hmm. we do get in our 50s? And then you got people looking at you saying, you got your ass on your back because they won't do what? Mm-hmm. And are they responsible to do it? At Cautious and Love says, it's hard to cut off family. Come on, baby. And the one thing that we would say is, in everything that we talk about, there's never any absolute. However, you have to decide what's harder for you to keep finance and family that are not interested in funding their own endeavors, or is it easier for you to do it and just take the weight and keep on moving? But at some point, it's going to weigh on you if someone keeps asking. And in the long run, how are you, as you were just alluding to, benefiting and helping them by not allowing them to even acknowledge that you need to do these things for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, what What happens if I'm not around? What happens if no one is around to help you out? Do you have the survival skills necessary to take care of you? And you can't just be mad at people. It's kind of like when the children grow up and they get mad at the parent for all of what the parent may not have given them, but now they're 46 mad at an 82-year-old mm-hmm. parent, and you say to yourself, but listen, you've been out of my house since you were 18. You are now 46. To give you an idea of how difficult it was to do all the shit necessary for you as a parent, your ass can't do it for yourself, and you're not one. Come on. Well, wait a minute. Well, come on, then. You just have to take care of you. And you don't have all of what you need to take care of you, but you mad at me for what I didn't do for you, mm-hmm. and I was younger than you are right now while I was raising you. But that, that's when you have um, a candid conversation with whomever it is, especially with your, your children or parents or whomever. It, a candid conversation is necessary, and then you just lay it all on the line right there. If anybody walks away angry, it's not because they didn't hear the truth or they didn't know the truth. We walk away angry, but but you still have the respect for that other person. Like, mm-hmm. well, this is the way it is, and all right, then. Can I have something to eat, though, <laughs> before I leave? <laughs> Absolutely. You can fix yourself a plate, yes. but that's all I got for you. You know what I mean? It's it, But you walk away that way. And, and even for people who are takers in that in that way, you know, always taking, taking, taking. You know, my motto is do it for yourself and be proud of your own accomplishment of doing it for yourself. That way, nobody can even come back later and say, oh, I did that. Oh, remember that time? I did. Not that people will because sometimes people don't, sometimes people do. But do it for yourself, and that way you can't blame anybody else but you. Now, Robin is a different-ism because, see, Robin is that way to a fault. Okay, Robin is someone that does—see, y'all can't listen to this one all the way through now. See, Robin is the type of person that has been walking through the desert for several days, and you <laughs> come by and you be like, nothing. ma'am, I saw the car back there broke down for miles. <laughs> um, is that yours? Yes. Do you need a ride? No. 
<laughs> well, ma'am, your mouth is all white around the edges. Surely you need a drink. Well, no, 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 I'm going to yes. be all right. Can I you just dead. tell me where the next rest stop is? <laughs> it's about 300 miles away. Thank you. But that, that's a... <laughs> yeah, not, not can I get a ride. You were wild. Thank you. It's an, un, it's an unfortunate learned behavior where I've always felt like I had to stand alone. You know, mm-hmm. like, like... I always felt like I had to stand alone and I had to do it for myself because mm-hmm. I didn't actually have anyone to support me. And I mean, I think that had my attitude been different as a young person, then folks might have been a little more supportive. But I didn't know any better, so I didn't do any better at that time. Mm-hmm. So I didn't receive support that I probably could have had my attitude been better. I don't I don't really know. But I always felt like I had to do it by myself and I had to be responsible by myself. I had a kid, then I had another kid, then I had a kid. Those were choices that I made, mm-hmm. you know. So I stood in my own choices and I held myself responsible and accountable for my own choices. And 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 again, it's to a fault because I expect other people to be the same way, but everybody's not. So mm-hmm. when I'm having conversations like, why are you worrying about what somebody else gonna do for you? Do it for yourself. Your mm-hmm. kids looking at you. They're not looking at other people to feed you. And and here's the interesting thing. When you are in need constantly of help, it is difficult to get that help. But people have a tendency of wanting to help someone who is not asking for it, Mm -hmm. who is just trying to make it happen, and they see that struggle. So it's a level of appreciation, but... For those folks out here, understand you got to have a balance because sometimes when those folks see you putting it in and they coming to help, it's not charity. It's not a handout. It's folks saying it's a hand up because I know what the rest of these folks are out here quick to beg for something. But you never doing that. You you trying to make it happen. And I got extra for you. Don't block your blessings by saying, nah, because not only you blocking yours, but theirs as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, at B. Jones earlier said, I had a friend who's always poor mouthing, like she don't have nothing. But when we at Target, she buying shit that I can't even get. <laughs> okay, that's keeping it real. We buying shit that I can't even get. Okay. But that's when you say to her at Target, listen, stop all that poor mouth and shit. Because I don't like to hear the conversation. And we come up in here and you buying cake mixers. For four sixty three, I want seven. Yeah. I know just how much it costs. I got to get me one. You getting cake mixes and shit? Yeah, and, and but see, that's where the candid and the honest conversation come in. Right. Well, how you buying that? This is one thing that when you say poor Marlon, poor Marlon, my mother used to do this, baby. And when I tell you, it would make my skin crawl because I would be like, "Mommy, why are you doing that?" When we had Monique's comedy club, she worked at the podium at the front, right? And whoever would come to that goddamn podium, they'd be like, how you doing, Miss Alice? I'm doing good, baby, but I would really like to go to the bingo. I would really like to go. I'm like, why are you sharing that with them? Like, what? Because that was her way of saying. Give me a couple dollars. Give me a couple dollars. Give me a couple dollars. It's like those are learned and taught behaviors because my grandmother was that. Her mother was that. She had no problem asking any and everybody that came through that front door, if you want in that dining room, she was in the head of that table, she was going to ask you, can you give me a couple of Pepsi-Colas or some Snickers or something? Coca-Cola, Co- Cadbury. Right. So those are learned behaviors. And somebody was 
uh, putting on the periscope, they said with Robin, they understand it because it's a learned behavior, Mm -hmm. but they're getting better at it. Because what happens is sometimes you'll, We've been so used to being treated one way, we've got a defense mechanism. So it's like, I don't need no help. I don't need nobody to do shit for me. I ain't asking nobody for nothing. But then you run into those people that are saying, listen, we in this forever. We in this together. So it, it, I see your hesitation even loosening up. Because mm-hmm. every time I'm like, Lee, you want me? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you want a little bit of my- No, right. no, no. I don't mean to come off that way, but it's it's like, I'm okay. I'm good. You right. Know? And people know that you are, but it's one of those things that sometimes, <laughs> no. mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes it's one of those things that folks are looking at you and there's something inside of us all where the level of assistance that you may not have received when you were younger that you grew used to not receiving is now received at a later time. It was just deferred. And to be able to accept that because of what you are about, the fact that you're not hitting people up, the fact that you and to be able to take that, especially as a black woman where you're dealing with, I got to do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. And when you've been a single parent and you a sister out here in a world that, listen, I say it all the time, look at the Declaration of Independence, look at the Constitution. There were just white men in that room making it all up. The white women weren't even in the room mm-hmm. with them. So when you look at sisters, minorities in the group and single parents on the the boot and you've got to do it yourself or it's not going to get done. There's a level of relearning that it's Mm -hmm. okay. If your man opens the door for you, treats you with respect, let me do this for you. It's not that you're incapable of doing it. It's just a level of, I see you out there in the struggle and I want to support you and what it is that you do. And when you have that because we can't say it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's almost like it's an unfair practice in the midst of the game of life to show your vulnerability and say it's because I love and appreciate you that I want to do this because I see you doing what you're doing. And I just want to tip my hat to you in this way. If I can get some coochie, too, that'd be all <laughs> okay. right. Because, you know, but in, oh, a, in conjunction with that, mine. that's right, that's right. right. That's you know, because sometimes they be like, it ain't always going to be for free something behind it. it. And that's why free. somebody be say no. <laughs> that's why you be like, no, <laughs> no I ain't taking shit you. for you. But when it's genuine and you know it, you learning how to accept that thing, Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. <laughs> We're talking about Talk it. Talk about babe. it. We're now, talking shit. about it. Are you mad at others for not doing for you what you should be and could be doing for yourself? Are you that person that's walking around right now? Like my daddy said, you're mad at your mama, and then you're 48 and she 90. But you still mad about some shit that didn't happen when you were 16. Right, because I was supposed to get that gold watch. If you don't stop making excuses right, for your irresponsibility. Romy was not supposed to get that gold watch. I'm the firstborn. Right. I'm supposed to get it. And then this nigga, he going to take the gold watch. It's broke. All gold, 24 karat, okay? 
then he gonna go to the jewel and get it all fixed and all the gold taken out of it. Now you you stuck with a gold casing. That's the story of my dad <laughs> and his brother. Okay, <laughs> they mad at each other. Romy gonna get the rocks fixed. It's an antique watch. He get all. He's like, well, what you mad about? I got everything fixed. He's like, you dummy. The value was in the old parts that was in it. What is wrong with you? You essentially got a stopwatch with a gold case on it. That's what he did. But they mad about that for years, and it's like in the grand scheme of things, what was that watch worth? But listen, they're mad at each other for years. For years. Like these two men have not spoken in how long? They haven't spoken. (laughs) (laughs) They, They haven't spoken. At all. Paulette, Mm -hmm. but do you see how it runs through families? We have aunts. We have two aunts. Well, it's it's actually Robin's grandmother, but it's my aunt. aunt, My aunt Anne and my aunt Bessie. These two women have not spoken any kind words to one another, I'm going to say, since they've been children. And now they're both in their 80s. And... I don't know myth, truth, I don't know, but it was almost a feeling that my Aunt Bessie had a problem with my Aunt Anne because <laughs> my Aunt Anne got married and got out the projects. And she married a man who really loved and took care of her, and they felt like that Anne was supposed to take care of everybody else's children that was her, that was her mother's children and they felt like Ann was supposed to do all this kickback. And Ann was like, but I have a family of my own. So you're talking about over what? My God, almost sixty years. Because you know, it's but it's one thing on top of another thing on top of another thing on top of another thing. Yeah, but I'm mad at you because you simply didn't do what I thought you were supposed to do for me. Mm-hmm. Well, what stopped you from doing it for yourself? And now it's just then it's just comfortable being mad. Yeah. Right. Come on. And that same individual who's mad at that other person for what they didn't do for them. Now you say, well, what have you done for me? But that ain't even the point. The point of what I'm talking about is, wait a minute. That ain't the point. I said, what transpired between you and I that made me think that I was to owe you something? It wasn't like you looked out. Oh, it's like that now. You're going to talk about that. So every time you give, you got to get something in return. When you live in Christ's name, you don't have to do those things. Okay. You just go and give because you give from your heart. Now, see... What kind of conversation has that changed to? That did it. It becomes different for me. It's different. If I get enough, listen, okay. And I had to be respectful because it was an older woman when she said it to me. But she was a raggedy bitch. And when she said it to me, she got to say it. Listen, she was just out of order. And then she wanted to end it with, I'm a God-fearing woman. I wanted to say, bitch, you should be fearful because you're a liar. (laughs) And you're a raggedy, (laughs) skinking skank. Because, you know, something, I mean. But now we talk about it. No, because I'm just saying, you know how sometimes people, people, when my daddy said about Christ, you know, I'm Christ and Christ, they'll throw that in there as if that's going to shut down the conversation. You know, it's almost like, and and, and it just makes me say, that doesn't give you a pass to be fucked up. That doesn't give you a pass to be disrespectful. It don't give you a pass to be out of order. It doesn't. And people think that they get a pass for being that way 
because they can end it with, I'm God-fearing. You should be. Well, wait. You should fear <laughs> whatever the fuck you think it is. You should fear. Because it's bitches like you. Well, wait <laughs> that if God was to open up the sky, he would spit on you. No, man. Because you say his name in vain. You say his name with not the Ooh. kindness in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and class. she went all the way down. <laughs> and spit, and spit and spit on on <laughs> because they like to use that. And even with people, when we're talking about are you mad mm. at people for not doing for you what you can do for yourself? Because oftentimes you'll run into those people too and they'll say, Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. Well, bitch, listen. Okay, I know you're waiting, but you need to do this for yourself right now. If he gonna come, he gonna come. But right now I can't pay your phone bill. Because as long as you waiting on the Lord, I'm waiting too. I'm waiting for him to give me a word. And as opposed to being waiting, you should go on to work. Come on. Don't wait when you got work that's waiting for you. Talk them. Okay? Go go in there and get that check that they got for you. But you mad at them because they got you on probation. Why? I, because they keep saying I'm late. <laughs> but you mad because the day that you showed up on time was the day they gave you your notice about being late. And you was like, but I wasn't late that day. <laughs> and you like, because you going to ride with that one? That's what you're going you gonna to stick with that, that you wasn't late that day, but you've been late four other times that week. See, they had to give it to you, write the paperwork up. They weren't able to write the paperwork up the day that you came in late. They wrote it up the next day for you. <laughs> like, what, what's wrong? Like, why are you just making up excuses? But that's just like someone expecting someone to get them a job. Like, James worked at the radio station. So, James, can you get me a job where you work? And James look at you like, no, you can get yourself a job now. And let me tell you um, where you need to go, what you need to apply for, or I can see what position they're hiring for. But no, I can't put in a good word for you. I, I can't do that. Because now, if they ask me, do I know such, such? Now, I'm going to be honest. I've been seeing you a couple times. You don't come to work on time. You right. don't put yourself together. You come back late from break. You smoke in the parking lot. Like, we got to be honest. So, no, I can't help you. They said, can we see Robin, please? Uh -oh. Show yourself, Robin. I'm going to tell y'all something, too. <laughs> when, you, when you just said, someone said, can you put in a good word for me, mm -hmm. right? And I think one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I got into this business was I wanted people to ride that were friends. Okay. Not necessarily the best work ethic, not necessarily the most honest, not necessarily the most loyal. You just want people to go on a ride. So it's appreciated because when I look back at all the assistants I've ever had and now we've had, there's never been one that has taken the position like, listen, on the road, they know Robin as she don't fuck around. That's what they call her. She hit she don't fuck around. She don't. She don't fuck around. And sometimes I'll look at her and be like, I know, but we she like, listen, this is what I do. And I don't fuck around with it. This this is what it is. So it's almost a feeling of we had to go through all of those toads. You know? To get to <laughs> Well and, and but at the same time. It's easy to speak about what you had to go through as if it was on them, but that there was a learning process for, for us me, to yes. understanding that these are the things that you have to do when you're conducting a business. You can't just do it because that's your, your folks. You have to say it's kind of like 
recently there was this situation in the news where Phil Jackson referred to LeBron's uh, partners, uh, what is it, Maverick Carter and the rest of his team, as his posse and why they didn't make a trip, which come to find out, much like the uh, Allen Robinson saying practice, practice, and you come to find out that he's talking about not I got a problem with practicing. I got a problem with y'all having a conversation with me and I just buried my best friend and y'all bringing up practice, practice. And what people didn't realize was Phil Jackson was commenting on LeBron James trying to have the whole team over to his house for Thanksgiving. But then he said that his posse and his boys and these guys are on their way to creating a billion-dollar company who have mentored under uh, uh, what's your boy's Warren name? Buffett. Warren Buffett, <laughs> Nike, and the likes, Nike's credentials. These guys are real cats that showed up. And <clears throat> what I believe he knew about them was that they're so much my friends that they're not gonna make me look bad. They're gonna do the things necessary so we can do this together yes. because there's no such thing as a free lunch. And that's what. We thought going along the way that there's no way that they're not going to do the things necessary yes. to learn. But you realize if they're not going to do it for themselves, sometimes they're not going to be compelled enough to do it for you. And Phil Jackson, wherever you are, it's like you're the guru. You're the all-knowing. You're the oracle, if you will. So when they say he just didn't know what he was saying, when you allegedly know as much as you uh, given the credit for knowing, you know better than to say that because I feel like if it was a group of young white boys or young white men that were building a billion-dollar corporation around someone that happened to be their friend, they wouldn't have been referred to as the posse. They would have been referred to as his protégés. His business his partners. His business partners, something of that nature, a bit more respectful. So... I, I wanted to get that in somehow, and it just kind of naturally segued because that was some disrespectful stuff um, that transpired. But when you have that dynamic where people are really trying to work, you know, that's part of the learning process. You, We bring people on because where we come from, there's this stigma about don't forget your folks. Don't. But then what your folks have to remember is you can't forget to step up to the plate to do the things necessary to keep you in the door. James may get you in the door at V103, but you've got to do the things to keep you in the door once you get in there. Well, we get it all the time when we are um, traveling and going to different radio stations. And as soon as Monique walks in, put together nicely with the whole team of folks, put together nicely. And what they say is, oh, you brought an entourage. And right. she turns around quickly, uh-uh. Everybody here works. Everybody, Everybody works. has a job. Everybody mm -hmm. here has a position. We aren't just hanging out to be hanging out. This is a part of our job. Hair and makeup travels with Monique. Her assistant travels. Tone is working. Miss, um, John is working. Everybody is working. We all have a position. We're not just being groupies and just messing around. So I don't know if that is said because of the color of our skin or what, but it's, it's always said, oh, here you come with your entourage. And in that manner. You know, I think there's two folds. I think that there are some entertainers who like that. This is my entourage. 
And then they, so they don't really know which way to approach. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because some people get off on, this is my entourage. But they soon find out, like you say, no, 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 baby. Because normally entourage has a feeling of, we just hanging out, having a party. We grown. We're having a good time. But we all work. You know, when someone keeps asking this question, and I think it's really important, I want to address it. They said, what happens if you're really good at your job, but you're not good to people? Then you're not really good at your job. That's right. If you... I don't care if you know every nook and cranny, but if you're not good to people, then you're not good at your job. And I've been around some people that when it came down to fashion and putting it together, oh, baby, they were excellent. But then they got to snapping and clapping their fingers at people as if to say, I need you to be my flunky and come here. And when I witnessed that, the woman that she snapped and clapped at was the woman that actually got the job. And she said to me, Monique, I've never done this before. And I said to her, neither have I. So we're either going to sink or swim together. But the sister that had all the experience that was bought in from a top-notch magazine, all that, she wasn't good to people. So if, you are ex- if you're asking that question because you're excellent at your job, but you have a problem being nice to people, your job you're not good at. Right. And that is a problem because then you don't realize what all your job entails. Because if you're not decent to the people around, it's a good chance that you won't have that job for long because eventually people are going to continue to complain. And as exceptional as you are, at some point you're going to become a liability. It's the reason why you see stores going out of business because of the customer service, the interaction with, with people, the cold shoulder, the inability to be warm because you're affected by what's happening in your life and you bring that to work. And now this customer who you don't realize, you think I'm under the umbrella of this big company, but you're what makes that big company continue to exist. The people. Yeah. As, as a presenter or representative of the company, because if they keep hiring people like you and you are poor representation, then business will surely suffer. The topic today was, are you mad at others for not doing for you what you should and could be doing for yourself? Are you that person walking around really angry, saying, well, how come they didn't do it for me? But when you look in the mirror, it's the person looking back saying, because it's time that you start doing it for yourself. So that's what we talked about today, baby. That's what's up. That is what's up. I like looking at you sometimes. And I'm going to look at you back. So listen, for all of you sweet babies that took your time out and listen in, we want to say thank you. And we want to say thank you for continuing to listen. Please know we read your Instagrams. We read your Twitters. We read all of that. And thank you. So tell a friend, tell another friend to make sure they go to play.it and click on Monique and Sydney's open relationship. Click on it. Click it. Click it. My name is Monique. And my name is Sydney. And like my daddy always says, the mind is like a parachute. It's no good unless it's open. We love y'all. For free. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.